Welcome in. This is episode number one. We're tracking the running Bulldogs. I'm your host, Phil Constantino. Excited to welcome our very first guest, who is the first Gardner-Webb golfer to earn medalist honors as individual champion at the Big South Conference Tournament. As a result, he has earned the right to compete in the upcoming NCAA Tournament May 16th to 18th in hopes of claiming a national championship. Of course, he'll be the first Gardner-Webb individual in the program's Division I era to compete in the national tournament after becoming the first ever medalist. His name is Zach Byers, and we are excited to welcome him to the show. Zach, congratulations and uh, welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate the opportunity to come out. I got a couple of rapid-fire quick questions for you before we get started, before we talk conference tournament, before we talk regional tournament. Ready? Sure. Lowest career score? 64. Jeez, I'm jealous. What course? That was at Cleveland Country Club and Riverbend. And then Two six, times. Six, yeah, 65 in a tournament is my lowest competitive tournament score. 64 in... Uh, Just practice. Practice round, yeah. 65 in a tournament round. Exactly. Any hole-in-once? Six. How? <laughs> Some people say it's luck, and a lot of people say it's, you know, getting the right factors, you know, slopes on greens, right pin positions, all that, and some of I, I think it's both, so... At what age was your first hole-in-one? Oh, goodness. It was at a par-3 course. I think I was 11 years old playing with my brother. It's a pitching wedge, 130 yards, and one hopped it right in the hole. You hit a pitching wedge 130 yards at 11? Yeah. I yep. hit a pitching wedge 130 yards now. <laughs> I think I've still got the club. I've still got the club in my collection. Uh, favorite pro golfer? Ooh, got to be Tiger. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but either Tiger or Rory. Favorite course you've ever played? Ooh, I've been lucky enough to play some good ones. Probably Congaree down near Hilton Head. Favorite course you've never played but would like to? Augusta National. I knew that would be the answer. <laughs> Pre-round superstition? Uh, Got to have music playing in the warm-up. You know, and I've got headphones that I'll pop in, and yeah, so I've always got to have tunes going. What kind of music? Uh, it depends on the vibe. You know, sometimes it'll be a little bit of just you know, today's hip hop or whatever, or, uh, you know, whatever shuffling through the playlist. Hmm. One type of shot to win it all driver or putter driver. 100%. Not a fan of the greens. No, the greens are good. They, you know, this year, this semester has been, been a big, uh, big semester for me with the flat stick, but drivers just, there's no better feeling than when you have a little pressure on you and you can stripe a 320 yard drive down the middle of the fairway when you need to. Last one of these is the question that everyone receives after they hand over their money and they check in at the pro shop. Walk or ride? <laughs> I'm ri- I'm in tournament golf I'm I'm walking <laughs> as much as possible, but in in recreational golf I'm going to ride, so. So, at the Big South tournament, you came from behind on the back nine. Birdies on 13, 14, 17, and then a three-hole playoff and you won in the playoff. At what point did you think winning the tournament was possible? Well, so I knew going into the final round that I had to win to get the NCAA bid, you know. So I was four shots back, and I just kind of looked at Coach before the round, and I said, you know, why not me? You know, I'd already had some good stuff going this spring, and um, I went out and birdied the first hole of the day, and that was just, 
you know, it was obviously confidence building. And then I gave it right back on the second hole, making a bogey. But but uh, you had six birdies on the front nine in that's that final right. round. That's right, yeah. So I ended up birdieing the next five holes straight. I birdied three, four, five, six, seven. And at that point, I was kind of, you know, I was checking the leaderboard here and there. And I kind of knew. And I was playing with Henrik, who was from Campbell. And so I kind of had an idea of where he was. Obviously, there were a few other guys who were up there near the top as well. And But I started rattling off a lot of birdies, and I was like, today's probably going to be the day. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident, so why not Why not be me? It seems like you were in the zone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How many bad shots that day did you hit? Or how many shots did you hit that just didn't feel comfortable standing over the ball or didn't feel comfortable off the club face? Yeah, no, I would say probably the eighth hole. So I just, you know, I just made five birdies in a row and I had a really good tee ball down number eight. And the second shot just wasn't sitting right. Some kind of something was in my head and I was just a little uncomfortable. It threw me off and I wound up making a, a bogey there. So um, that was the only that was the only time I would say in that final round that I had a little bit of a nervous, uncomfortable kind of shot you know other than that I just stuck to my process and and tried to control the things that I could no nerves in the playoff the so we were lucky enough to kind of get about a 45 minute break after finishing the 18th hole and I would say the last you know I had a one and a half footer on the last hole to to force the playoff obviously we both had made or you know I had a putt for par after he had already finished and um, you know, that short putt was obviously a little nervy, but you know, I mean, it was only a foot and a half, so not too big a deal, but after sitting down for, for 45 minutes, eating a little bit of lunch, they had to settle, I think the team playoff to get into the match play first. And, uh, and then we followed them. So that was enough time to kind of sit there, have some water, have a little Coke. I like to drink Coke too. So drink a little Coke and have a sandwich. So I was able to kind of calm down and, and like I said, go hit a couple range balls and in, in the time between then and. It kind of got me back where I knew, all right, this is my purpose. And coach got to walk with me the whole time, too. So that was just comforting in a way. On face value, it looks like pressure didn't get to you and maybe it got to your competitors. You won the playoff with three pars. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I just stuck to my process and, and controlled the things I can control. The Patriot is obviously a really good golf course, and I think they've played the conference tournament there for you know, since, since at least I know when, I think, you know, since the late nineties, early two thousands. And, um, those, those greens can get very tricky. You know, a lot of times par out there is a great score, you know, the third hole where it came down to it. Um, the green is a turtle back essentially, you know, it's a raised green fall offs on every side of it. And I knew if I just hit the middle of the green, gave myself a look at birdie, you know, it'd put a little bit of pressure on him. So that's exactly what happened. He missed the green and had a really difficult chance to make par and he missed it. Take me inside the celebration. I know there's a photo that has circulated the internet. Um, it's on GWUsports.com of you getting sprayed by your teammates with water. Um, what was the celebration like? Yeah, no, I mean, I can just remember, like I said, I, I went ahead, I missed my birdie putt, but I went ahead and tapped in for par to put the pressure on him. You know, he had maybe a seven or eight footer to tie to, you know, to force the playoff to continue. So I was just kind of standing there beside T and, um, you know, just kind of closed my eyes and was just, you know, sitting there thinking like, this is, this is a good chance to, to have it done. And I kept, I kept my eyes closed and just listened and I didn't watch his putt at all, but I didn't hear it hit the bottom of the cup. And at that point, my heart kind of started beating a little faster. I, I gave coach a huge hug. My parents ran up on the green and, you know, 
my family is obviously a big thing to me. So uh, that was very, very emotional. And, and then same thing following with my teammates. They came up there and sprayed me down with water, which was uh, now the third time that that had happened this <laughs> spring. So came home in some wet clothes, which sucked. But anyhow, so. Did you know this had never been done at Gardner-Webb before taking medalist honors at the conference tournament at this level? I kind of had an idea. I knew that nobody had won the conference championship, I mean, either as a team or individually. Um, so I knew kind of when that happened that I was the first one to do it. But uh, going in, you know, obviously the spring was a really successful spring, and I didn't know if I would be maybe an at-large bid for the regionals anyway with th with uh, two wins and a third place going into conference. So I uh, – I didn't know where I stood. I knew I needed a really good finish at conference to maybe get close and, and kind of see that. But um, I was kind of talking to T going into the final round, and I was four shots back. I was like, Coach, I think, you know, we're, we're going to need to go out there and win today just to make it for sure because we knew that if you win, it's a guarantee. So, you know, control what you can control. And, you know, the fact that I went out there and made nine birdies to, to shoot 66 and come back for the win and, you know, when I had to, that was the, that was the really cool thing. So this season, three wins, four top tens. You had the second-best stroke average in the league. Maybe winning this conference championship is not a surprise. But this was a breakthrough year for you where you stepped among the elites of this area and of the conference. What was different this year? Yeah, no, well, so I had surgery last May on my shoulder, and ever since then I kind of took my recovery really seriously. I came back and – kind of just through the recovery, I learned a lot about golf and a lot about myself truly and uh, kind of learned how to play golf in a lot of different ways, kind of learned different aspects of the game that maybe I'd been missing before. And, you know, whether that was a little bit more of a finesse side of the game, you know, beforehand where I would have been just a power guy trying to hit things as hard as possible, it taught me to be a little bit more finesse and focusing on tempo and, and controlling the golf ball. And, you know, above all, just having T there to kind of give me the – push mentally you know a lot of a lot of golf is played between the six inches between your ears you know and mm -hmm. and that was the biggest growth and this spring especially was was just my mental perspective you know just being confident and believing and trusting and like I said when you can control the things that you're supposed to control that makes all the difference after you won the conference tournament you knew as an automatic qualifier you were going to the NCAA tournament and would be selected to one of the regionals there was a watch party held last week during the day at the time of the selection show announcement at the Tucker Student Center on campus. And uh, this is the beauty of golf. You get to the national tournament and everything's on television because of the Golf Channel. But what was it like to actually see your name pop up with the Gardner-Webb Bulldog logo beside it in the list of participants on national television what was that like for you exactly I, I mean the first thought was me thinking back to my freshman year when Gardner Webb made the men's basketball championship because I came in and we got to go I got to go watch it in Columbia South Carolina and that was just you know you see number one seed overall Virginia going to go play against the 64th seed Gardner Webb you know playing yeah. in the tournament so <laughs> I kind of thought about the same thing I was like you know I'm looked at as the underdog but with the confidence and the belief and the season that I've had there's no reason to go out there thinking I'm an underdog you know and to have you know to be representing Gardner Webb was you know you know it is great and I'm excited to uh to go down there and wear the new logo and all that sort of stuff we're working on 
getting all our gear done, some hats, some shirts, and and that sort of stuff. Don't want so. don't want the old stuff on television now. Well, you know, I'm a little bit superstitious. So <laughs> when Chuck came up to me and said, "Hey, don't wear that web hat out there," so I, I was kind of, yeah, I got you. I, so we're gonna change it, wear the new stuff, but you know, maybe they'll have to travel along with me and keep some of the good sweat in there. Mm-hmm. You're a Shelby kid. Mm-hmm. You went to Shelby High School just down the road, maybe a 10-minute drive from this campus. Why Gardner-Webb? Why stay home and play your college golf? Like I said, I in my life, I put a big emphasis on family. So having my family live 20, 25 minutes from campus, it's it's kind of the biggest thing to me. You know, Both of my brothers went away to school at Clemson and Wofford. So, I mean, nobody ever went far away, but, you know, I'm just a really big homebody and I like the small school vibe. You know, I'm the kind of person where I'm going to get to know everybody. And I feel like at Gardner-Webb, there's, what, 2,500 students or so. And I feel like I know every single one of them almost, you know, and I don't think I don't think that kind of thing happens at at a bigger university where, you know, I feel like you get confined to a certain team or a certain group of people, you know, here it's just one big community and one big family and same goes for the support that I have, at least coming from Shelby too. I mean, everybody knows me still and I stayed local and, you know, I I couldn't ask for a better situation, especially with, like you said, the watch party last week, I had a lot of local friends coming out and, and kind of showing that support. So I can't imagine the same amount of people would show up to a watch party for a golfer at Texas or Oklahoma State. Right, right. Especially, it's different. It's normalized. Yeah, 100%, it's different here. 100%. So, you know, and like I said, when when I won conference, uh, Dr. Downs and then his assistant, uh, Miss Stephanie, she, both of them kind of reached out to me and wanted to, you know, come, wanted me to come to the office and, and speak with them, and he wanted to congratulate me and stuff. But uh, he was very proactive on saying, hey, you know, you're the first one to do this. Let's let's do something really cool for you're you. You're a and celebrity now. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I would never <laughs> expect it. And, I, you know, I, I'm not a big spotlight kind of guy. You know, I, I try to be real humble in everything that I do. But it, it was really cool having the center of attention kind of on me that one time. And, you know, hopefully it's many more times to come with, you know, with some victories to come. But We've had a lot of interviews to do. That's not normal for a college golfer, especially a college golfer at Gardner-Webb. Exactly. TV last week. Us this week. Right, right. Well, it's all exciting, and like I said, it's it's my pleasure to do it. And also, graduation uh, has passed, and uh, students outside of one or two spring sports teams still competing have left town, so you are the show in town. Remember that. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, no, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm soaking up everything that I can, and, and like I said, being the first to do it, it's coach and I are kind of doing everything that we can just to set a precedent for the next people to do it. You know, we want to know that, or we want to show that, you know, Gardner-Webb is capable of it. You know, it it doesn't matter what facilities there are. It doesn't matter what, you know, what the budget is. If you work hard and you have the right attitude, anybody, the next person can come out and do the same things, you know, and that's kind of the thing that I've kind of taken pride in is, Yes, I mean, we've, we've got what we've got, but it is what you make of it, you know, and I'm proud to say that I've come to Gardner-Webb and I'm going to graduate from Gardner-Webb. And uh, like I said, Coach is great. The, the faculty what's, and staff What's your relationship like here. with Coach T? Because you, uh, Coach T. Burton, he's been around here for a long, long time. Exactly, yeah. um, You mentioned just before in this interview that he was a calming presence during the playoff at the conference tournament. You profusely thanked him and probably rightfully so, at your selection show last week. What's that relationship like with him? Yeah, so Coach Burton, obviously, like, coming into college, I didn't have the most impressive resume, you know, so he 
somewhat took a gamble on bringing me into the university on scholarship to come play. And, um, you know, all I can do is say thanks to him because he's helped me develop to the player that I am now with, with a couple of victories on my resume, you know, and that's something that, you know, I always knew was possible, but it wouldn't have happened without him. And, and obviously his, his resume speaks for itself. I mean, being a two-time All-American at the University of North Carolina, I mean, he's, he's as accomplished as it gets. And I'm just trying to kind of pick his brain. And we both have kind of said it, there was at the Webbies, he nominated me for the leadership award. And, you know, he talked about some stuff, but he, the way he kind of handles himself and the way that I try to mirror him in a lot of ways as like the captain of our team and sort of playing like an assistant coach role too. I mean, it's, it's all T sets a very good bar for, for what people should be like. Do you remember the first time you met him? Um, not the very first time. I mean, I grew up playing baseball and his sister's husband was my coach, if that makes sense. So, um, we we've it's always all locally intertwined yeah exactly exactly <laughs> there's a lot of local connections so uh i, I came to gardner webb for baseball camps when i was five six ten years what position old. did you play played catcher yeah so i grew up playing you were catcher. A catcher you're yep. built what, all of about 135 pounds <laughs> no six yeah six foot 155 pounds and was a menace behind the plate but you know switch hitter and all that stuff switch but, hitter yep yeah, did all that. I'm, I'm trying to convince you. ever tried swinging a golf club right-handed? I do it all the time. I really? Do. Yeah, I sure do. So if you're up against a tree and you have to, you have no I'll other flip option. A, I'll flip a club flip over. flip the club over. Yeah, if, if that's, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm trying to convince Coach Chester to let me out there and take some BP with him someday <laughs> so maybe he'll see this and, and take that out. But, uh, but, yeah, no, like I said, T has been kind of like a, a father figure slash mentor to me, and it's, you know, I, I couldn't be luckier to have him around. He's got a few years on you. Uh, who do you think has played more rounds at Riverbend, you or Coach T? Oh, definitely Coach T, because he he grew up right there beside the 14th tee box. That's his parents' house, and okay, so he he has grown up since being however big, you know, way back when, and uh, he's played there a hundred times as many uh, rounds that I've played. So, Gardner Webb folks listening to this, are, I assume, are. Uh, rather familiar that's the closest course to campus you guys practice there quite often how many rounds do you think you have played in your lifetime at Riverbend and like I mean I've played a ton before college but college has definitely made that number go up significantly I would have to say that it's probably close to 800 or a thousand rounds at Riverbend at this point I mean just thinking college wise I mean I'm not a college golfer and I sneak out there for an afternoon (laughs) nine quite a bit exactly so those those numbers rack up pretty quick especially in our shoes where you know we're trying to get out there at least five six days a week you know at the minimum being on you know being able to go practice when we want to so you told me you told me last week that there are several holes where the tee box is flat several yards beyond uh, the tips, the back tees, and that you have separate Gardner Web tees that you guys play. Exactly. Uh, what's the estimated yardage, and what holes are you uh, playing from behind the tee box? Sure. Yeah, we call it the quote unquote bulldog tees. So, um, just off the top of my head, there's an extra tee box on hole three that makes it about a 260 yard par three. It makes it crazy long. It, we don't we don't use that one very much unless we're going to a course that has a very long par three as well. Um, four gives another 40 yards um six the par five gives us another 30 yards and then 
let's see, 13, 14, and 15. I would say each of those is another 20 or 30 yards, respectively. So uh, our estimate is that it plays close to 7,000 yards, maybe 6,900 mm-hmm. yards with, with our tee box. So, um, you know, I think the normal back tee out at Riverbend is maybe 66 or 700 yards. So we probably get another few hundred yards out of it. So, and, you know, that, that can change a lot. 20 or 30 yards can change your line significantly off you know certain tee boxes so or a different club you know it makes you hit something else so speaking of distance the course that you will attempt to tackle pga national down in palm beach gardens florida uh that is a professional course it has held major championships since 2007 it's a regular stop on the pga tour as the host of the honda classic i don't know if you'll play the uh the pro tees but i imagine course setup at the national tournament it'll be longer it'll be harder than you're used to sure yeah i mean especially used to it here at riverbend but a lot of the courses we play during the season get stretched out you know close to seven thousand, maybe 7100 yards and i think pj national is somewhere in that ballpark it's not a terribly long golf course but it's it's definitely longer than here at riverbend you know our home course so this week kind of as preparation i've i've been traveling out to you know courses in charlotte north carolina carmel country club i'm going to play quail hollow tomorrow um playing quail playing quail tomorrow i got a got a connection out there and he's kind of like i said taking advantage of my uh or i'm taking advantage of my regional bid so people get kind of excited about that sort of thing nice Believe it or not, I have played quail before, and no I don't kidding. have the connections that you have. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, yeah, it's I used to walk around there in a white jumpsuit every once in a while. There you go. Yeah, caddied a few rounds there. Great course. It Great course. Phenomenal golf course. You like this draw, though. Uh, there were several regional locations throughout the country. Yes. You drew in the southeast, down in Florida, uh, similar grass. Talk about that for us a bit, because Coach T mentioned that your selection show of all the places you could have been stationed this draw in this regional is favorable for you. Absolutely, and I, I completely agree with his with his comment on that. The course is, is a challenging golf course. You know, nobody really is going to go out there and shoot a 62 or a 63. It's a hard golf course. You know, so if you shoot kind of 370s or 69s, you should be up there near the top of the leaderboard, you know. So you're going to have to play really well to shoot those scores. It's a challenging golf course, and every year, if you just go back and look at some of the PGA Tour results – the winning score is somewhere around 10 or 11 or nine under par, you know, it's never 20 under par, like some Mm -hmm. events on tour, you know, so it's always, you know, depending on what wind you run into, depending on, you know, kind of what time of the year. I mean, obviously we're getting it mid May, end of May. So it's going to be probably 90 degrees and maybe a little bit windy. I mean, it should be as perfect as, as it needs to be. So the greens I would assume are going to be phenomenal. They're, they're a champion Bermuda grass, I believe. And that is a very similar type. We have a mini Verde Bermuda is what it's called here, but it, they're they're very similar. And the green yeah. speeds here at Riverbender. That changes a lot, though, especially how you chip and putt around the green. Absolutely, absolutely. And and same thing goes, I mean, down in Florida, the grass around the greens is extremely tight. I mean, we're sitting here on a on a wooden desk, and the hair, the uh, grass at those courses is about as tight as that. So um, it, it's a very good test of, of skill, and, and I think that, you know, I play a very creative game of golf. I'm not a very mechanical type of person. I do a lot mm-hmm. of things feel oriented, and you're not a TrackMan user. No, well, certain things on TrackMan, I'll I'll check distances every now and then, but I'm not a 
face angle this club path that kind of guy like you're I'm, not a Bryson DeChambeau no fan. far from it and I, I grew up like Bubba Watson in a way I, I didn't have a lesson for a long long time till really till I was in 10th grade it was the first time I took lessons and at that point I you know I got where I was on my own and then kind of peeked out and then figured I needed to enlist the help of somebody who knew what they were doing so what got you into the game why I, golf yeah so like I said I grew up playing ball playing baseball and um golf kind of to me was something more individualized and I always kind of wanted to control the things that I want to you know I not to be selfish but I hated blaming people if there was ever an error or something that cost us the game and it was somebody else you know what I mean so in golf if I mess up it's on me and there's nobody else to blame you know so that's something like I said if I can control things I'm not I'm that type a personality who likes to kind of do things as I do it so um, that's kind of what golf you know, was for me. It, it kind of filled that niche. What's your major? I'm a PR major, communications. PR major. Yep. What's in the future for Zach Byers? Future, obviously, is uh, my plan to play pro golf. Um, yeah, you're going to try? Absolutely, yeah. So, um, grad school next year and then pro golf after that. So, we've got the COVID year, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you'll keep playing here next year and attend grad school at Gardner-Webb? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Okay. We're kind of still up in the air on that. So, um but yeah, so we're like I said, we're trying to figure out good plans as far as you know which paths to take for pro golf. You know, a lot of, there's so many avenues to making it. I mean, it's hard whichever one you take, but there's a lot of paths that you can choose. You know, so it's a good way. Obviously, end goal is PJ Tour on TV. So, um, you know, like I said, going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of determination. The um, the field that you're competing against. There are some of the top-ranked amateurs in the world mm-hmm. in this field, um, not just at this regional site, but this NCAA tournament as a whole. Uh, I, I think of, um, for example, um, guys who have played in major championships. Cole Hammer at Texas, I think, played in a major championship, played in the U.S. Open seven, eight years ago. He's in this field. Right. Uh, do you think you can win? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I say that, obviously, with confidence, just – you know, this season has been really good and I'm, I feel like I've gotten to this point now where my game is solid. I've not done anything crazy this year as far as shooting 64s and fives. I'm just doing the things that I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm taking advantage of the little opportunities, you know, making all my four or five footers when I, when I need to. And like I said, just sticking to my process has been the big thing. And, um, you know, like I said, the field, at my Florida regional, you know, I'm, I'm going there with the intention of winning, you know, some people will be complacent and kind of have the attitude, Hey, I'm, I'm happy to be at a regional, you know, but I'm going there with the sole purpose of, Hey, NCAA championship is next week. You know, we still got another stop to go. So, you know, I've kind of expressed that to T at this point. I'm saying, Hey, you know, I'm going there with one purpose. There's one individual spot available. So why not me take that spot? You know, Mm. so that's kind of my goal. And, like I said, I know Vanderbilt's there, Florida, Florida State. On the team side. On the team side. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be some very, very good competition, which will be a great indicator. You know, we at Gardner-Webb, we don't get to see those teams hardly ever. I mean, we, we got to see at Palmetto Championship this year, we got to see South Carolina, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. And, you know, that was kind of just a taste. You know, this regional will be just one more step up, you know, to kind of see that level of competition so it's it's exciting i mean some of those guys will be on tv in a couple of years because they're going to be they're already ranked that high so i've definitely got a long way to go to catch that but i don't feel like that's too far from the future what's every day like right now classes are over 
I imagine a lot of your friends have left town since graduation has already happened. Um, what's every day like for you right now? Exactly. So I uh, actually live uptown Shelby. So I'm hanging out, going and getting breakfast in the morning and, you know, just taking things easy, sleeping in a little bit, trying to recover the body and prepare physically and mentally for this whole this whole tournament because you're not is, up at 4 a.m with your physios no, what's not, wrong with you not quite this, this big time golf this this <laughs> yeah I, I still live the life of zach byers too though because this morning i was up at six o'clock mowing grass at the cleveland country club so uh yeah i went out and mowed fairways this morning at, at the cleveland country club and came straight over here for the podcast so yeah no i still live a normal life i'm not Mr. Celebrity yet. I hope that comes one day where I do have a trainer on, you know, on full staff that I can, you know, get worked on with. But, um, like I said, normal day to day life, I'm going out sleeping, you know, or I'm, I should say I'm sleeping, getting rested and then going out and practicing four five, six hours and eating and, you know, hanging out with my family, trying to just mentally stay loose and, and physically stay prepared and sharp. How many holes of golf will you play today? I'll probably play 18 holes. I'll probably and then have a nice range session and some putting work in there too. So I'll, so 18 a day range, short game, that's standard. Yeah, in practice days, especially here in Shelby, I'm riding a cart a lot. So the 18 hole days are, are pretty laid back, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm still playing golf, but it's on a cart. I'm not exhausting a ton of energy by carrying my bag like normal practice here at Gardner Webb. Um, with, you have to carry your bag at practice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every day. I mean, Who made it, that rule? In tournaments, we carry our bag, too. No, I know. Yeah. Well, you, can't you have a hand cart in the college game? Well, yeah, you can use a push cart. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll do that sometimes. So, you know, our college days. Who makes you carry your bag? Coach T? He doesn't make us carry. We Like I said, we can use a push oh, cart okay. if we want to. So, But, like I said, when I'm home, I'll go to my home course, which is Cleveland Country Club, and, and I'll go out there and, and use a cart and kind of save some energy but i'll play 18 holes and then i'll probably hit balls and putt and chip for another two and a half hours so probably looking at a five and a half six hour day today the tournament again it's the regionals of the ncaa championships may 16th to 18th at pga national palm beach gardens florida uh, what day will you head down there uh coach and i are still working on some plans like i said we're kind of taking advantage of this opportunity to call some people, see what good courses we can play kind of on the way. You know, we're trying to set up a little bit of a vacation slash, you know, preparation for the tournament. You know, we're going to, you know, kind of just soak things up and prepare as best as we can. Well, Zach, your accomplishments are Gardner-Webb history. Again, the first Gardner-Webb golfer to earn medalist honors at the Big South Conference Tournament, and you will be the first ever Gardner-Webb individual to compete in the NCAA tournament. Congratulations on all the success. Thank you for carving out a few minutes to join us. Safe travels down to Florida, and all the best of luck. There are a lot of Gardner-Webb uh, people rooting for you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. That's all for episode number one of Dog Tracks. Thank you for joining us. You can track all that's happening in running Bulldogs athletics at GWUsports.com. That's GWUsports.com. And remember, follow Gardner Webb on social media at GWU Sports and search the hashtag Running Bulldogs. Until next time, I'm Phil Constantino. Let's go, dogs. <laughs>